What's up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of State of the Court. In this edition, I talk to 16-year NBA vet and 1995 number one pick, Joe Smith. We discuss his recovery from losing his NBA career earnings of $61 million, what happened with the Minnesota Timberwolves in 2000, and much more. Worth noting, this episode was recorded a while back, so there are some things that might seem dated, and I also have a mic now, so the audio will improve in future episodes, so please bear with me with the episodes that will be uploaded in the coming weeks. With that being said, enjoy. No, no, I think I, oh, yeah, saying no, yeah, yeah, saying no and things like that. Um, you know, how was that for you? Like, yeah, you transitioned to a different lifestyle. Um, you got to start telling people, no, that's you now you got to work by yourself. So how was that for you? Right. And, um, I mean, it's not just me. I mean, it's a lot of us. Uh, you know, a lot of us athletes, you know, when we make it and, and we come from, you know, the struggle pretty much. You know, we, we feel it's kind of our duty to kind of give back to our family and, and, and the friends and, 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 and the people that kind of help us uh, get to where we were. But then you have, along your career, you have, you know, those new faces that kind of come along as well that uh, you think are your friends or really aren't your friends. And uh, you start somehow, you know, kind of taking care of them as well. And, and uh, that's something that's all I, I, I that we all do, and that's something we all go through. But I mean, it's and that's the toughest part. Uh, just saying no for all athletes. I mean, we we feel that we have it. We feel that uh, we can do it. That we can give it. You know, we can help as many people as we can. But at the end of the day, we have to realize that uh, that they, that money's not going to last forever, and, yeah. and we have to be able to take care of our families. Uh, uh, you know, down the line, and I just uh, look forward to what's going on today and tomorrow. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I remember um, David West, before he got out, he's seen the video, where after the Warriors won their back-to-back title, and he was in a press mm-hmm. conference, and he was saying how, I can't bring money to the grave with you. Like, you know, that, that, was, that was deep. That was deep. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to see you forever. You know, someone else is going to be taking your money, so, so you're right about that. Um, and also, you mentioned, I, I'm, I've seen an interview that you did last year, you were talking about how, like, people don't understand that when you get traded, there's some, some you know, financial things that go into that. And I was wondering if you could tell me more about how, like, when the players traded, like, how their financial system might change from, like you said, like, housing, homes, and things like that. Right. I mean, you go from, uh, when you get traded, I mean, you, uh, uh, I mean, you definitely, it, it's all about, you know, uprooting yourself and, um, you know, being able to, uh, Move into a different city, find a different place, um, being able to make the adjustments from schools with your kids and things like that. You know, I spoke to your career when you start having, uh, building your family with your kids and, and, and making sure they're good. Um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of thought that goes into it, a lot of, uh, uh, planning that, that you're not able to really plan for because when you trade it, everything happens so quick and on the fly where you only, have a day or two to get from one city to the next, so uh, everything is so fast and, and so quick, and you have to worry about your family and, and worry about getting situated with another team. And uh, that that's probably the toughest part of, uh, of being traded, and, uh, just being able to make that adjustment from city to city. Yeah, and then, um, I know, I know, I know. It's like all the time. I remember I, I mentioned one player today. He was. Uh, I wish I had asked him more about it because I didn't even really talk to the interview where a player had got traded. He was like, he was like, it's there's a lot more that goes down to what people know 
And then my mom, I was like, I should have asked that question, like, hey, what do you mean by that? Um, right. that is, like, like you said, that that goes into it because you feel you got to uproot your family, schools, things like that. I had one player right. tell me that she'd rather get traded during the off season, which is, you know, a bit, a bit easier, a little bit more flexible than during the season because yeah. then you, you, you say something like it's harder to do that during the season because you got to report to, to the new team right after your physical gets cleared. Um, exactly. So there's a lot of that going on. I mean, and I, and I've uh, had to deal with both situations. So, I mean, that's what I mean. If it was when I was a player now, that's why I would prefer to be changing all season. Uh, and it gives you more time. It gives you a little more flexibility as far as, you know, getting situated with, with the city, getting your family situated, figuring out, like I said, about figuring out the schools for your kids and things like that. Um, uh, then, then having to do it during, during the season where everything is, Everything is quick and on the fly. Yeah. And then um, also I've seen that, you know, you get a, a thing with um, Alex Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was curious, you know, how did that come about? And uh, how are you now with Alex Rodriguez's house? Like, I guess, help helps you out, you know, I guess yeah, a year into, into this or something like that? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, dealing with my financial situation and um, how. You know, it, it, it was for me. Um, you know, after retirement and then what I went through financially and paid for us and things like that. So, um, it was just a, a breakdown of my debt and everything that I created. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was real helpful for me because that's a lot of stuff that I had been holding in. So for me to be able to get that off my chest, I mean, it, it, it really helped me out and that really, uh, kind of got me out of the state that I was in eventually. Uh, so uh, it helped me out a lot. And um, uh, things will get better. Things are going better with my basketball academy. Uh, I'm getting more clients. I'm starting to travel with it more. So things are really picking up with that. And uh, it's just a show. Um, with Alex, uh, yeah, I think we'll have to talk to you. We don't talk as much. Um, but, I mean, I think it was just the, the, the initial part of just uh, show me a game plan, uh, show me how to, uh, get out of, help me get out of the situation I was in and then, and then just let me take the rounds from there. And, uh, that's what, that's what we've done. Okay. Okay. No, yeah. It was, it was really cool to see that, especially, you know, just, obviously, said things have picked up since the, uh, since it aired. So obviously you have to Joseph with basketball academy. And, uh, right. it's good to see, like, like the, you know, the bounce back, um, because, like, I know there's, like, there's this, Extension right now, athletes are making so much money at a record rate. I mean, in baseball, you have two players back three hundred million dollar deals. Ah, uh, yeah, saw that. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's breaking in, man. It's breaking in. Oh man, I was like, I can't get fifteen years the earliest. Man, <laughs> man I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, look at the NBA guys. Like, like you had a guy like Mike Conley making hundred for three. I guess like exactly. the average salary for these guys, I know the league minimum is five mil. The average salary for some of you guys is like ten mil. It's like, yeah. What a time to be alive. Yeah, what a time to be alive. Um, <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's how I want to do this. man, you got to take care of yourself. Um, and then one player, after all, talking to one player about the financial literacy, and players just saying like how, even though we make so much money, they said a record rate because players is an example of how more people know who we are, you know, because it's social media. People can message you, people can ask you, 
And it's pretty interesting. I didn't think about this. She brought up hacking. She brought up how people may try to hack our accounts to get our money from, like, banks or whatever. So it's like, we're not experts with some people's things. Um, I had one player joke to me saying how he keeps some of his money inside his house. Um, so it, was, it was things that people were saying that were, were intriguing me a lot. Um, and, like, a lot of these guys, like, now a lot of guys do invest in um, mm-hmm. So, so the thing, like, I've seen, uh, I talked to Brandy Peel about this. Uh-huh. He was telling me how his biggest financial regret is not signing his body armor. Because then they went to Kobe Bryant. They went to him before they went to Kobe. So Kobe found oh, him. Yes. And that's what he yelled. That's what he told me. And he's telling me how the, um, Kobe invested six million body armor. The six million investor became a two hundred million dollar investor. Wow! <laughs> so I was like, man, that that is crazy. So he's like, yeah, he he dreads that whenever he talks money. Um, wow! <laughs> I mean, that's one thing. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's something because uh, you know people come to us all the time, you know, and that's something that. Uh, uh, that's part of the, you know, the financial literacy. I mean, you know, people come to us all the time, all the time, and they might have been at a point where he might have got a, you know, approach maybe four or five times prior to that, where you know it was it, it might have been some things that failed fell through for him, where he wasn't really, uh, you know, feeling it at the time. But you know, it, it, it's so much stuff that goes into it, into the thinking of, uh, of, of our decision making because of timing, probably. Uh, timing and, and because so many people, you know, uh, approaches with their hands out or, you know, have so many uh, big ideas and so many. So it's got us up. No, you're right about that. It's like, because everyone wants to, wants the, uh, wants all these players to invest in them. And the hardest thing is knowing which investments can actually succeed. Right, um, exactly. So his body armor, like Dale didn't see that, but Kobe's seen something and it works out. His body armor, I right. get another word now. It's, like you said, it is so hard. You don't want to lose your money. You don't want to lose profit. I can only imagine. Sorry, sorry. I can only imagine a lot of things, uh, like you said, with social media. I mean, that's just adding a new dimension to it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So when I retired, social media was kind of just beginning, but now it's like full, full power. <laughs> you got people that. People approaching you and can and, and can reach you from anywhere now. So uh, really, have to have to be on your keys and shoes. Yeah, no, that's true. Cause and now there it seems like people can somehow somehow find your email, find your number. Um, yeah. and that's why some people say it's more important to have an agent or a um or a manager or somebody like that. That whoever wants to get to you has to go through them first. Um, right. So it's now something interesting that 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 I figured out. Wait, do um wait, do any players have like work emails that people maybe use to contact them? Say that one more time. Do and do you did, like when you're in the NBA, did you guys have like a work email like like jsmith at nba dot com or is it like something like maybe that's what you try and get in contact with with like you guys and uh, like that? I mean, it wasn't through the NBA like that, but I mean, oh, okay. you know, private email, you know, private emails, but it wasn't oh, like. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it was an NBA uh, thing. I don't know. I think they have it now. Like I said, things yeah. have changed, so they may have it now. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't, we didn't have it that way. Yeah, yeah. And then um, also, too, I know you mentioned earlier, you mentioned, like, sometimes discussion, things like that. So when you're going through what you're going through, you know, with, with, um, how how is it for you mentally, like, 
like when you just lose your money and things like that, like what was your like your state of mind at that time? Um like, if you don't want to answer that, it's fine. I'm not, you know. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, I really don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. I mean, it wasn't like I was thinking, uh, yeah, I can get it back. I, I really don't know. I mean, it was, um, most of mine I lost through my divorce. <laughs> so, I mean, it really, oh, it really was, yeah, so it really wasn't. Like I was, I was, you know, just blowing money like that. I yeah. was going to my divorce. And, uh, you know, just being hit over, over the head with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the divorce killed me, man. <laughs> yeah. No basis of, um, of Amazon. I was just in that situation. No. So Jeff Bezos, he's getting divorced. And his wife took off to Jeff Bezos. Great Amazon. He's worth a lot of money. Um, his wife will now become one of the richest women on the world. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, she's going to come there. And then you have, um, I believe, AI, Alan Iverson. Likely, though, he, I think well, AI is going to be fine, I believe. No. Because of, um, so he thought, as you know, he was with Reebok. I was reading right. how, I forgot how much money Reebok can give him once he turns 55. He cannot get all that money because half of it is going to his uh, his ex. I was like, yeah. If you said divorce, divorce man can be cool. That's my thing. I was just about to say that that hurts a lot of players after retirement too, because for some reason (laughs) (laughs) they're disappointed. The sex ain't coming in like they used to. Yeah. <laughs> the divorce rate is high after retiring. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's on the one that's for you, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is tough. That is tough. Yeah, you, you might have to a book about that with the players know. Like, <laughs> she really is the one, not the one for your bank account. Uh, I said, maybe you just write a book like, make sure she's the one for you, not your bank account. Not your bank account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, mm-hmm. a lot of, I mean, like, and, like I say, I see, I, I talk to a lot of retired, retired, so we talk, we talk about it a lot, and a lot of players that, you know, that were married to certain women, they were uh, playing, you know, uh, and got divorced and, and moved on to you know different situations. So it, it happens a lot. Yeah, I mean, look at Kevin Garnett right now. He's going to divorce. Um, and I don't know if you see it. Also, Kevin Garnett. Um, he, he's a he's a legend that he was defrauded. He, he threw him as a total over seventy seven million dollars of loss. Wow. Um, and then Tim Duncan was in the news recently too, a few years ago, because he said he mm-hmm. lost I think twenty million dollars. I'm a financial advisor. Um, so it goes after the trustee you mentioned mm-hmm. too. And post retirement, somehow, by some way, when the checks don't come like they used to, people want to take your money. Right. Um, and that's yeah, another, that's, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because uh, uh, we put, like I said, we put so much trust in financial advisors and things like that that, um, yeah, we meet with them and we talk to them and we, you know, we, we, 
we are trying to keep our eye on our money as much as possible, but we put so much trust in them that uh, it's easy for them to be able to do things like that without without our knowledge. And and, and that's what really sucks. No, I, I tell you, I watch in the eyes, but sometimes uh, <laughs> those eyes are working together. <laughs> <laughs>
and uh, you know, having, having a 16-year, long 16-year career. Um, worst moment? Or biggest regret or anything like that? Um, my biggest regret? I would say uh, not really keeping an eye on. I was in my agent when I was in Minnesota. Oh, uh, that deal went down, you know, not really understanding and keeping an eye on, on what was going on with that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how, how tough was that situation when it was going on? Say that again? How tough was that situation when it was going on? Like, what was that? What was, like, living in real, like, now that you can reflect on that situation, like, how would that, how, how would you handle that differently? How was that for you, like, reflecting on it? I think that was, like, night 20 years ago? What's the like that? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was tough. I mean, because first of all, I mean, everybody, everyone was, you know, pointing the finger at me. You know, everybody was like, Joe Smith did this, Joe Smith, Joe Smith, Joe Smith, but Joe Smith had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So, and and, and uh, I had to deal with the brunt of everything. I was forced to, you know, leave Minnesota for a year, uh, which I didn't want to do. Um, uh, I was supposed to take a lower, lower contract, you know, uh, in Detroit. Um, and then, you know, kind of, you know, people still kind of bring it up every once in a while. And, you know, so it still kind of, you know, affects, uh, affects my, uh, my career a little bit. So, I mean, that's probably, uh, the biggest, biggest thing uh, I can take from it is, uh, that's why I say keep your eye on everybody. You know, you yeah. <laughs> your agency, you know, your financial advisors, everybody. And and, and 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 make sure, you know, you have a good support system around you that's gonna uh, uh help you take care of those people and help you keep an eye on them as well. Yeah, I mean, because they had the next interest you had to sign, was it what, four years? Four one one year deals, something like that? For bird rights or something? Yeah. Well, I had to, I, I had to um if I was to try to sign back with the Minnesota, they wouldn't let me sign back with Minnesota that right away. I had to go sign elsewhere for a year, and then the following year uh, I can come back and sign back with Minnesota. But uh, it was just to deal with, uh, deal with that whole situation and having you know my name on the front line like that on the situation that I you know I had no control of and knew nothing about uh, was. How weird was it being a free agent during the lockout? 
that was weird. That was weird. Uh, that was and that was the uh, end of my rookie year. So like 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 uh, 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 like we were talking about earlier, you know, you see in your rookie year. So you you really don't have as much money as people think. And that was the first year of the rookie star scale. So I think I signed a three year nine million dollar thing or something like that. So uh, you know, it really wasn't, you know, uh, as financially stable as a lot of people. So, you know, that kind of, uh, was an issue at that time. Um, like you said, being a free agent, not knowing what to expect coming out of the lockout because, you know, they, they were working on a new, uh, collective bargaining agreement. So, you know, you're not, not knowing what to expect coming out of that. And, uh, uh, being so young, uh, this is your first time going through it, you know, and, and, and you're not understanding the full <laughs> gist of it and, and what's going on. So you're kind of picking up things as you're going along and, and trying to change it, kind of learning on the fly on how to deal with it. So that, that, that made me a lot tougher, too. Yeah, and then, um, so when you were thinking, you go to say, ever offer you, like, a, like a venture that was made for just something that appealed to you that he just wanted to team up with KG, and I think, but thank you for the time, I believe. Yeah, I mean, they say, uh, I mean, I don't know where this came from, but some, uh, the public got a gift of some type of 80 dollars contract that they were already offered me before the trade, but that never happened. Um, uh, the Warriors, uh, I think they offered maybe, like, I think it was a 40, 40, $40 million contract. I can't remember. Uh, it was in the area somewhere. Um, but it wasn't an eighty million dollar contract that I got down. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> so I'm assuming like what, over four years or something. I think it was it, it was something like that. I can't remember exactly. Jeez, and then so with, with Minnesota, if you if the uh, like nothing got caught up, would you? So would have been the amount you could have signed with Minnesota the following year. Would that have been the eighty mil, or is that like around the range of like the forty mil also? That would have been. No, that would have been a little, I mean, that probably, that would have been a little bit more. Uh, I don't know, but, uh, quite 80, but it would have been, you know, somewhere probably in that range. Yep. Yeah. And then, I mean, the high class coach, 2020. Because they had, I mean, I had to play a couple years out to, uh, for my bird rights. Yeah, I think, were you at the Yeah. So that's why I, I took that some money and uh, to play for them because that's what I wanted to play. And uh, I knew, you know, once I played that deal out, played that deal out, that you know, you, that they had, it, you know, the chance to offer me a bigger deal. So that's uh, uh, that's the reason why you know I chose Minnesota. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Was it weird, like going from like Minnesota, Detroit, and back to Minnesota, like trying to figure things out, or was it like business and business? I mean, it was weird going from Minnesota to Detroit, but when I went back, it was just, you know, just like picking up what we left off. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what I love about playing with those guys and playing on their team. I mean, everybody was cool. It was, it was like a family atmosphere. Uh, but, you know, when you have to pick up and, you know, like I said, uh, say before, pick up and, and, and move everything to another city, which uh, I did when I went to Detroit for that year. Um, it was, it was tough. We weren't winning. I was used to uh, competing. I was used to winning uh, in Minnesota. Uh, we weren't winning in Detroit. We had a, a tough year that season. So, I mean, it, it, was, 
it was a lot going on in, in my mind mentally that <laughs> <laughs> that made that year no fun for me. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Um, yeah. Um, and then also too, you um later on in your career, you became kind of like a journey man. And I was going to stress about this. How is it like for NBA players that are on like that are always on one year deals? You know what? Where are you playing next? What's the mindset like? Are you like what? Like what goes through your head? Like I probably won't be back to this team next year. Like what's the what goes through your head when you when you consistently play on one year deals? Um. I don't know. You, you, you really, as a player, you really don't look. Uh, I guess you really don't look at it like that. Uh, I guess um, you're looking just to you're looking to continue wherever you are. You're looking to try to you know, at least get another deal there. If not, then I mean you, you're obviously willing to move somewhere else. But I mean we're not looking at it like uh, uh, I'm just gonna play this year out here and go somewhere else. I mean we're, we're, we're looking to uh, continue to play wherever we are. You know, continue our career and continue to finish there. But if not, then you know you understand the business, you understand the nature of the business at that point, and you know you have to move on if need be. Yeah, yeah, no, that, 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 that makes sense. Um, and then for you now, I, I do, you do uh, you do part of the you do coaching and things like that. Um, right. Is it something? Is like, do you want to become like like a from like a college coach inside, or do you kind of like like what you're doing right now? Like what's, the I mean, next, what's the next goal for you? Uh, my next goal, I mean, I, I, I love what I'm, what I'm doing right now. Uh, my next goal is to uh, actually get my own facility and build my own my own, my own uh, building uh, and, 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 and grow the academy there. I mean, I want to, right now, my, my age group, are, the most I'm dealing with are, you know, between seven and I would say six. And 17 year olds. Uh, but I'm looking to get more college and pro athletes as well. So I'm looking to, uh, uh, to grow the business uh, from, from kids to uh, more of the college and, and, and the adults as well. So um, uh, trying okay. to continue to build it, continue to grow it, and, and, and hopefully I can get me some NBA players to come back. Uh, and make it a facility where, you know, most of them want to train and most of them want to uh, get their work in, you know, during the off-season. Yeah, because so many players, like, not, like right now, you probably know how the game is, it's like, they all got their, their personal trainers, you know. Right. Um, like from, I know the, big, the biggest one is Drew Hamlin. Um, trainers from agents, like, it's just a whole bunch of things. Like, if you notice, like, certain trainers will work on certain guys, certain agents, things like that. Um, right. So, so I don't know if you want to get, if you want to like, I don't know, connect if I want to. I'm not, I don't want, no, yeah, I, I like to keep mine open. I don't like to be, you know, uh, exclusive to second yeah. session. You know, I, I, I want to be able to, uh, I like to keep it open and, and, and be able to train in and everybody because uh, you never know who might walk into your door at any time. You know, that, mm -hmm. that, you, you, that, uh, that, that works. So I, I like to keep it open. Yeah, you might have Vince Carter show up. It seems like they'll never stop playing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've been going to uh, a couple of uh, games down here checking them out. I've been like, look at this out there. He just said that he's open to playing another year. So. Is he? 
I mean, what they're doing and how they're and, and what they're stepping up and, and starting to do, I think is 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 heading in the right direction. Um, I mean, it's really uh, as far as us like, Antonio Davis, think he just started a uh, um, uh, a new thing with the retired players. Uh, as far as you know, uh, uh, getting their stories heard and and and. and Retiring, Smith is a coach in Atlanta as a member of Coach Up, a private coaching company. As you heard, Smith went through daunting situations which led him to lose all of his NBA fortune, from a divorce, situation for his agents, and just trusting too many people, a common occurrence among so many athletes. Presently, he admits where he went wrong and wants to prevent such from happening to others by mentoring young players and is seeking an opportunity to speak at the NBA's rookie transition program. Time will tell if he's afforded such an opportunity. What can be afforded is you, the listener, subscribing to this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this now. Now enjoy No One by Mallory. I got myself Been waiting so long for someone to hold me down yeah. Turn my office up Been a minute now Since I thought of something I could finally write about See my mind on back then before I was rapping Struggles in my life I had to figure out When I had nobody to call, no whip to claim No money at all, yet I overcame All the doubts I had when life was twice as bad Now I'm ready to speak cause I got something to add As time moves quickly I'm writing songs and I hope you get me Strictly for the ones who listening I'ma go and bless the game like a Christian If you can't tell them showing off, you showing off huh. Other rappers got me dozing off It's for the times that I spent alone Sharing stickers with a microphone, that's why I yeah. Don't need no one, I got myself Been waiting so long for someone to hold me down And love me now, slowly figuring out how 
No one can love me like me and write this nicely It's just unlikely, that's why I Say with me now, say with me now Don't need no one, I got myself Need no one, I got myself Been waiting so long for someone to hold me down To love me now, slowly figuring out how No one can love me like me and write this nicely It's just unlikely, that's why I Keep to myself Seem like the best way to move in this world With my eyes still stuck on some wealth Mental health's all I risk, that's for sure See some chase of fame, all to make a name All to make it out, or the place they came So, so for bears, lost the friends they had Says to see shit change, that's life I guess When thoughts compound the stress Will I amount to one of the greats? I felt of the fate, I'm running in place A dream I can chase, I'm winning the race So who gon' stop me now? No nigga gon' let me now I'm playing to go as far as I can With the world in the palm of my hand Cause every line I spit is potent on the beat no, I'm floating, focus, waiting on my moment Rest assured, I'm gon' be noticed, yeah Throwing far from the city of dreams Cold flow with no dead say Rhymes, keys, but just give me a beam But told that life's not quite what it seems That's why I, yeah Don't need no one, I got myself Been waiting so long for someone to hold me down And love me now, slowly figuring out how No one could love me like me And write this nicely, it's just unlikely That's why I, say it with me now, say it with me now don't need no one, I got myself Need no one, I got myself Been waiting so long for someone to hold me down And love me now, slowly figuring out how No one can love me like me And write this nicely, it's just unlikely That's why I Sound like some 83 base state in the basement shit If you were there, you were there If you weren't Shit Shout out Yondo don't need no one, I got myself yeah. Been waiting so long for someone to hold me down